The clock is at zero, and another huge game is in the books. He will try to be the first true freshman quarterback to win here since 2016. His first throw is intercepted. It's going the other way. Karen A. Reed, what a start. It's a quarterback run, and the ball's loose. UCLA's on top of it. Madrano knocked it free. Humphrey picked it up, and it's Bruins football. Bailey in motion. Play action. He rolls out. He's scanning. He's throwing. It's a touchdown. Landon King scores it. Third and three. Moore feels it. Down he goes. Jonah Ellis has been rapping on the door all first half long. He got home this time. Oh, a blindside hit. Oh, Johnson lost the ball. Murphy just engulfed him and eviscerated him. Take the pitch. Ball is loose. Utah is on it. Tao Johnson says mine. The 79th straight sellout here. Surrounding young Dante Moore. He's drilled again. Utah's defense absolutely swarmed all day long. Fucky this time. All the reaction, the post-game interviews, and your phone calls. The Ute Postgame Show, presented by Science Bank, begins now on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Welcome on into the Ute Postgame Show with uh, Lloyd Cole, Christian Cox, and you know what? Alex Curie's even here. By the way, we're going to be doing a little bit of a combined uh, post-game show with the Utes, uh, Utes beating UCLA. And, of course, uh, we'll also touch on BYU falling to, uh, fall to Kansas. Uh, but first, first things first, Christian, Alex, uh, Utah, number 11 Utah comes out. And what we, what we talked about in that, in that po- or pregame show, Christian, was Utes were going to need to do it with defense, and oh, did they ever. And that started with Karini Reed with a pick six right out of the gates. Good gravy. Are we watching Big Ten football, apparently? Uh, if, if, there's a lot to dig into the stats, and obviously you know, we're going to get into them. But as you look at it, um, last week, Lander Barton, linebacker, pick six against Weber State. Karini Reed, first play from scrimmage. Obviously, Dante Moore being a, a a kid from Michigan, freshman thrown into a hostile environment, made a mistake. But good gravy. I think 200 yards for Utah offense, if you really look at it, the defense shined as strong as it possibly could have shined, uh, coming up with 11 TFLs, seven sacks, two turnovers, and one of them being to a score. So 14-7. Not a score we would have ever expected against UCLA. Um, I was up at the game. Um, it was an awesome environment. The Utah games now with the enclosed stadium in the in the in the south end zone is, is so raucous and so fun. And they they honored the 08 Sugar Bowl team and a lot of uh, Dr. Chris Hill at halftime and things like that. But this was a classic Morgan Scally uh, surgical defensive call and it honestly against chip kelly who's when we call the offensive guru right of of college football there's spectacular p- performances from the defense and obviously getting J- junior tafuna back and samote peppa and having karini reed and holy cow jonah ellis three and a half sacks logan fano coming up those guys were on the two deep 
Those guys were not the starting DNs at the beginning of camp. That's Connor O'Toole. That's Van Fillinger. Uh, awesome, awesome calls for for Morgan Scally. And you know what? You're four and zero. You're one and zero in Pac-12 play. But you need Cam Rising back ASAP. So. What the heck's up with your leg? Is it broken? Is it done forever? Or are you going to be back next week? I'm, I'm kind of tired of the storyline. Wish him the best. But uh, awesome game. Definitely not a, a, a – more of like an old whack game with the Ron McBride in the early 90s. So awesome for Utah. Yeah, um, there was, what was interesting too is I was listening to you guys in the pregame, and I think, uh, Christian, you were talking about these guys who passed the eye test. You're like, look, there's so many talented guys, and there's some guys you go, you know, maybe it hasn't clicked totally yet, but, man, they passed the eye test. And, you know, games take on personalities of their own, too, at some point. And, and we're all looking and we're going, okay, when is this going? When we're going to see some identity? And I think that's the concerning part, right? Yeah. Is there hasn't felt like there's been, you know what the defense is. You know what their identity is. You know that, I mean, and speaking of top-to-bottom talent, right, to be able to go to two and three deep, like that's big, that's big boy football. Like where you can go to your two and three deep who are just this close to being, and they would be starting on other teams in the Pac-12, right? Instead, they ask these guys to do the next man up mentality. They ask these guys to do this in a game where your offense is absolutely just molasses, right? And so, trying to find an trying to find an identity there on offense is just so hard to do when you're being told all week that you may be one guy, maybe the other. I mean, up until game time, that was a decision. I mean, we were talking to Nate Johnson on Thursday. He's that was like, a roller coaster all week. Uh, he's like, Cam's taking all, Cam's taking all the reps during practice. When when that's happening, they're not joking about who's going to start. It's like they're they're good. They're trying to get on schedule here, and so to not have him walk out of the tunnel, I think uh, having to be the guy who's going to take those snaps and be the guy who takes over the game, that's a massive punch to the gut for the team. I'm sure the defense doesn't care because they go fine. We'll take over. We'll do it, and they did. It's, it almost felt like uh, like Cam Rising like woke up Friday night and he's like, ah, it's not feeling it. Like it, it almost felt like it was that close because it was a roller coaster. We talked about the the lines moving up and down. It was started out you know four and a half during the week and then jumped jumped up to like eight and then was all you know back down to three. And it was it felt like he was you know possibly going to go. But Nate Johnson, you can you can tell he's a freshman. I mean, to be honest with you, him and and Dante Moore looked looked like the exact same quarterback. Like it was they both they. They struggled. Both and, coaches and, are like, let's rattle this guy. Yeah. And they did it. <laughs> well, and if you look at it, I, I'm, I don't think I've ever seen a defensive performance statistically like the one we're looking at from Jonah Ellis in particular. Obviously, Karini Reed started out the gate with a big interception to go for seven. Ten tackles, three and a half sacks, five TFLs total. Five of those tackles are solo. So, again, this isn't like – some average Joe performance. I, I, listen, even some of the greats like the Paul Krugers of the world, the Nate Orchards of the world, I don't think they even had three and a half sacks. I think the most even Paul had in a season back in the day was six in a season. So, again, in a single game, Jonah Ellis on this inside move, spin move, playing with great leverage and speed off the edge. Uh, Kyle likes him in a, kind of a linebacker, but he's a true D-end. I, I think if you really look at this, We'll get into the stats of you know third down conversion stuff like that, but Jonah Ellis definitely the game ball and those types of performances where you punt on. I'm saying go for it because I didn't know where the situational football. I'm listening. I'm to like Christian I know we're on the say, thirty. I'm like, wait, I thought we're on the fifty. I was getting crazy. You're crazy. Wait, you're crazy. I thought we're on the fifty. You were confident in yeah. You can get a yard in that defense. You were very confident. If you can't get a yard, like you shouldn't be playing college football on your last drive, but. You were on your – I thought you were on your 50. They punt, 
But then what do you get? Three straight sacks to finish yeah. the game. And you want to talk about putting the nail in the coffin suffocated on the defense. defense. That offense. That's what, honestly, as a DN, what you live for is the last drive, them backed up, because you know you're going to get a one-on-one move. There's going to be a, a running back that's going to stay to block. And that's what you're paid the big bucks to do. Uh, apparently NIL or whatever it may be, but uh, huge plays for the defense. But, man, what a roller coaster to not have a quarterback because – I was live at the game. Um, Utah missed a field goal early. You got a big interception. You drove and were close. You just didn't execute. And then you came up with a big uh, a big stop on three and out. The the UCLA punter just muffs the punt. And guess what? You you have the ball on your own 36 to score. And guess what happened right after that play? A fumble by fumble. Nate Johnson. Yep. So if you have Cam Rising, I said I leaned this. I leaned over to my wife who I haven't been to a football game with in maybe I don't know two or three years. I said if Cam Rising was in this game, Utah would be up twenty four to zero. Did he have three fumbles? Uh, they, he didn't. He didn't lose. He didn't lose. Three. No, he they, lost but they one. Did, they forced two. One. They At forced least two. two fumbles, and the one was given one. up. So. That's funny that you said that about your wife because then she's like, this is why I don't come to games with you. Well, no, she, <laughs> she was like, oh, I explained to her. I was like, this is so weird. I have – I don't – I as a player, I never experienced anxiety. But Utah could legitimately – they should be winning by 24 to 0. It's a, it's a hard I should, Just a, a resemblance of an offense. I shouldn't even feel this way because this is college football. But I'm like, I care. I don't like that I care. But genuinely, um, if they just executed something – and not having their kicker hurt them. Obviously, you know, Joey Cheeks out there and just it wasn't. Missed 47 y- it, it, uh, yards. It was, and it wasn't even close. It was just very far away. But overall, listen, I think what's kind of neat about this team is Baylor and Nate Johnson in the fourth quarter was something special, right? Nate Johnson today and even last week, very vanilla, prone to mistakes. Um, you know, when you have a total of. I think that was the total yardage. You have 102 on rushing, 117 yeah, total two, passing, nine yeah, for 17 total. Yeah, I, I've never, I haven't seen that ever. And the fact that you come out with a W um, is just a credit to the defense. On the know. flip side, too, you have, I mean, the stats on defense look pretty crazily similar too. I mean, they they held Utah to that few yards, and that's what Chip Kelly's going to be upset about, right? It was like we came in there and did exactly what a, we on a road to do. game, right? On a road game, like we held Utah, right? To 14 points at home. They're not when the last time Utah scored for only 14 or below at home. I mean, I just I, I I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. But you know, they're coming in here. They get 11 tackle for lo- tackles for loss. Utah gets 11 tackles for loss total with all this. The sack yarded. They they sacked uh, Nate Johnson four times for 54 yards or, uh, for negative 54 yards. So that's the part too where if you're a Utah fan, you're watching this thing and you're going, "There's some confusion back there." The reads aren't happening as quickly as they thought they were going to, and he's uncomfortable back there. And the identity of the offense it does not lie yet with Nate Johnson, and that is that's the concerning part. But what if all four of these games been survival? Right? They're just like, hey, we got to scrape through. We got to get by. And, twos and threes and move on. Four and zero oh without your guy. End of story. Right? Like that's that's right. they've got to feel pretty darn good about that. Where they just drive home and go, okay, feel good about it. Okay, but an amazing performance out of the defense. And I, somehow we only scored 14 points against uh, UCLA is what co- is what their coaches are saying. Andy Ludwig's probably not happy, but uh, Morgan Scally is the reason they had the camera on him. Right, you know, at the end of the game because they're like, "Look at this guy. This guy called the freaking heck of a game." Well, it was, was a, yeah, it was a battle of of. I mean, that's, and that's what they talked about. It was a battle between Morgan Scally and Chip Kelly. 
And that's what they kept going back. I think Morgan got more more FaceTime than than Kyle Whittingham. I don't know if we've ever seen that, but that's what it was. The storyline was was the battle of Kyle's Morgan's like good. Kyle's like good. Like, like, I, I, I'm yelling right. at people, and I my face is red again. But hey, if you're on your, your way back, by the way, from this game, uh, feel free to call in. Uh, for the time being, it's the you know it's the U post game show. It will uh, it will move into being kind of a BYU post game show. Uh, as 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 Utah State has is, has taken over that 1280 signal right now, uh, but if you're if you want to call in and react to this game right now, feel free to call in 801-575 zone. That's 801-575-9663. Uh, taking your calls. I mean, you fans got to be extremely excited about four and zero it now. One and zero in conference play, and and definitely gonna be moving up. Uh, you would imagine in the rankings. It wasn't ugly, but that defense was phenomenal um you had uh you had what was it 10 t- uh what were the tack numbers on that i just uh, it was 11 page. tfls seven sacks um two turnovers one was a one was a, a turnover for a score and like, like i read out joan ellis's stat line i right. i haven't seen this you also had by the way you had kareen reed who had nine t- uh, total tackles you had sioni vaki sioni vaki had that last he had that last yes. tfl that last sack to that end last the game. one that defense was swarming it was it was playing strong i mean that's that is a that's a that's a good that's a good win for utah yeah and lander barton had five tackles logan fano six uh again kareen reed with nine uh and a half and a half tfl he had some pass deflections again I, I just I keep looking at the stat sheet. Jonah Ellis is going to be a starter. I don't, Connor O'Toole will come back. Yeah, sure. But did not see but, him being the but, main man on this on this defensive line right and and right now. Just I mean, quick. I mean, he did. We've talked about Connor O'Toole. Yeah. He's expected. Uh, yeah. yeah, Everybody's it, extremely high on him. But Jonah Ellis is the man on that defensive the, line the, right now. This is why you need too deep. This is why the D line you do too deep because. You have guys that will kind of step up, like Samote Peppa and Junior Fanua. It's a much different, uh, um, it, you know. It, it's no, Junior Fanua, Junior Tafuna. That's a that's an old teammate of mine. Uh, Junior Tafuna. You're stuck it's in just, 2008. It's just I get it. very different with those two guys in the middle. Like this is nothing against Keanu Tanavasa, who's awesome, but the the level of pass rushing and being able to bend off the edge and spin underneath and you have two horses in the middle that are just compressing the pocket that's where you get that's where this defense is the most successful you can just blitz four if you have two bookend rushers van's a little more stiff connor is is great but you haven't seen him he's like to me he's like cam rising this year he's not been on the field yeah but you so know how the, could i plan on him well and you know the injuries that kyle kept talking about this week of you're gonna see some guys back it was obviously on the defense right where you're like they did. They get some guys back, and it's not just getting back, but it's feeling more healthy, right? Uh, Kareni Reed, after the coming out of that uh, that Baylor game, I think people were like, "Oh, what's going to go on here?" And he wasn't 100 percent last week, and so right. you start to get guys back, and those were the injuries that you know obviously they needed the most back because uh, the offense, you know, you start to you start to look around and go, "Who's going to be the guy?" And you're asking a lot for these guys to come out and just be ready. Just tell them, "Hey, be ready." And especially when a guy gets a bunch of when when you're when you think you're starter because he's getting a lot of the reps during the week, and that takes away from your reps that you're going to be able to get also. And so I think that's Nate Johnson. Uh, people are going to go after him probably because of how young he is and everything, but he's in a bad spot because he doesn't know where he's going to be until it's Thursday, Friday when it really comes down to it. I think. Well, and it's not like they helped him too. The play calling um, they got super conservative because they they couldn't throw with Nate. Um, they weren't even trying to really throw. It was true. 
power run game. Give it to Jaquindon Jackson. Give it to Jalen Glover. It just, as a defender, it becomes so predictable. You know they're going to run zone read or power. Um, I can I can stick my – I can creep up in the box. I know they're not going to throw it. The same goes for UCLA, right? When they're playing against Nate Johnson, the same on, on the other side is the defense knew that Dante Moore was – he was 15 for 35 – he wasn't throwing extremely well. He missed a lot of throws in the first half. His receivers. I'm His only receivers, seeing two drops, but there was more. There was more. But he also five. had some really bad timing. He but did. He, he had a Norwood drop, the guy who scored the touchdown. Should have had that. Yeah. He, in the first the first quarter, could have changed the dynamic of the whole game. He should have caught one. It, was right, seven, it was right in his hands. 7-7, seven, seven, different game. That's kind of how football goes. Um, but overall, you know, uh, offensively, the run game has just not been awesome either. Jaquinnon Jackson was hurt. He only got six carries. He went into the locker room. Yeah, he's early. He, he's Jalen got twenty five for eighty six. And, and I think it's safe to say, by the way, Jaquinnon Jackson, he is he he hasn't been right. He's not right. No, he like, hasn't been the whole. He hasn't been. It's like he just can't enough. Cut. They're he like, can cut. you go? I can go, Coach. You know, I can. I if it's a straight on run, you see, and you saw a breakout one early. Uh, where yeah, yeah. it was probably for maybe 15, 20 yards, something like that. And you're like, oh, okay. But the thing is, he didn't have to cut. It was just it a was straight. 16. It was a straight on run. So he came out of the he came out of the Weber State game in that first drive. And you saw where the injury was. You know, guy kind yeah. of rolls up under yep. him and, and pulls himself to him. And then that, that leg gets bent in. And then he comes back in the game. And you're going, okay, well, he's probably okay. And he definitely wasn't. And then this week at practice, it was like, I, I think we're good. Because he's a, he's, he battles and you go, and the doctor goes, it's not broken. You know, it is yeah. sprained, but I think he can go. And then he does, and he just doesn't look 100%. Well, obviously, that's This case. is what I was telling Lloyd in our pregame. Players are going to lie. They're going <laughs> to lie to get on the field, right? He doesn't want to give up the number one spot for running back. He doesn't want to give it to Jalen Glover. But, uh, listen, he, he's going to do the same thing with Oregon State. But, wow, it's a get a win, appreciate the win. It's hard to get wins in college football. It's survive and advance. That's really all it is. It's the theme of the first four weeks. Uh, obviously, we're watching Oregon State simultaneously against Washington State. You got a tough road game, but listen, you got to win against a, a ranked uh, UCLA team that's 22nd of the country. You're one and own conference play. You've got a dynamic defense. Can this defense show up one more time against Martinez and Uguale next week? We'll see. But listen, Cam, where are you? <laughs> we need to know. I, Someone tell us what's going on. You saw that video. I'm sure you saw that video of him. I mean, he was all geared up out there on, on the field. It's and he's a real walking tease. Into, it's a real tease. I know. It's like there's a little bit of gamesmanship. He's like he's all padded up, walking into the end zone, high-fiving. Making some throws. Making some throws. <laughs> and and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, he comes back out, and he's uh, you know he's in street clothes. And it's it's obvious. But they, they need Cam Rising to return. They were, you know. But guess what? They are four and zero. But uh, Nate Johnson, it's just he—he's a—he looks like a freshman out there. Yeah. He can't he, he, right now. You're asking a lot of him. I mean, and, he was—he was alligator arming some throws because he was just oh, like he, just throwing darts. Not even he alligator. They skipped. Yeah, they didn't even like get to him. And these are like little bubble these passes were just or like, screen passes. Yeah, and he's throwing off his back foot. He does not feel comfortable. I, you know, Washington State just scored against Oregon State, but. As we look at it, I listen. I'm it, okay. 
I'm not trying to jump ahead. We need to focus on this game. And if you're listening, give us a call. We'll talk about it. Obviously, we'll flip over to BYU. But 801-575-ZONE, 801-575-9663. If you want to react to this game, Utes are 4-0, uh, uh, you know, looking to go up in the rankings. Call in, react. Where, where, where are you at on this right now, Utah fans, as you, as you head home from this game? This one was... At times, you know, it was extremely enjoyable if you enjoy defensive football, but on the offensive side, definitely not, not great no, on the ice. No, people are going to be people are going to because what? It's concerning. Christian, look, Christian, this is. I mean, he's drooling over here watching these I, stats. I'm like foaming, right? And then no, defensive guy, nobody right cares, here. right? But then what happens is people are driving home and you go, "I told you that Nate Johnson kid was no good." You know, you have people who are overreacting to whatever the offense is doing because that's they want to see. The points on the board. They want to see it be thirty-eight to twenty-one. They would have much rather seen that than uh, you know seven sacks and three and a half from by Joan Ellis. It because it reminds them of another year, by the way, past years where they had yeah. an unbelievable right. defense, Listen, but an offense that's just you lost just not to there. UCLA at home uh, at their place last year, right? You and I say not got, there only because they don't have a court. They're a quarterback. No, I, smashed. I, they're just smashed not all there. Right. Year, yeah. They're not. But they got killed last year down the Rose Bowl. I mean, they got manhandled. Yeah. They, it was not the case this year. I mean, that D line from UCLA is no joke either. Like, I mean, you're talking Utah and UCLA. Those are yeah. your D lines that are that are the best in the conference, right there, right? And you see it in the numbers too. I mean, you saw UCLA have a heck of a game, but it was just really who was going to be able to score one more time than the other person. And it was Utah's defense that scored that one extra time more than the uh, than the other offense. So it, it is it's fascinating to see how they're going to deal with it because at some point you're five games in and you are four and zero and you should be ecstatic. And there are going to be people who are the ang- the football anxiety is real. And Christian, people are feeling it right now when they're driving home. Well, well this is where I want to go. I don't know if you want to kind of take this take this take this angle on it, but the question is. Is there going to be a quarterback care? I made the comment. I'm like, you won't see Bryson Barnes ever again because of the performance against Baylor with Nate Johnson. And was there was I, there a feeling that you I, might I, see I, Bryson I'm Barnes? I'm just saying, if for a sec, I'm saying if you if you go look at the stat sheet and you go watch the film and you're like, okay, Cam is not available. Cam will not be available on the road against Oregon State. What are we gonna do? Yeah, is somebody, are, we, are we back to is somebody? Uh, is somebody praying over uh, Brandon Rose right now? Like, uh, like are uh, we, uh, something. Uh, somebody, uh, get a name uh, in uh, here. Are we? Are we back to the the same situation? Because listen, Martinez is a heck of a back for Oregon State. Um, they're a really balanced team. You're going to your first hostile ranked opponent. Short week. Short. Uh, it's going to be a tough one. So it's like, who's going to set you up for success? I'm sure you'll go with Nate still, but if you look at the stat sheet and you really go break down the film of the last two games, he wasn't spectacular against Weber State, and today he he just didn't look comfortable. And when you go 9 for 17 and throw for 100 yards and you rush, uh, I think his, he had rushed for two yards is what it says here in the stat sheet on yeah, 14 carries because yeah. of 51 yards and sack yardage. So I just don't know where you're going to go. I just, as a fan and, a pers- and a, someone in the stands and watching it, he just – he didn't look comfortable. If he was running, he felt comfortable. But making throws, that was that was not his jam today. And and obviously, they were going run heavy to be conservative just to just to grind out a win. Let's get some reaction real quick from uh, from Ute fans. I uh, we got Sean on the line. Sean, you're on the the Ute post game show. Hi, how you guys doing today? Good. What's going on, Sean? Well, I saw the game, and I'm of course I'm very happy that Utah won, and they're four and zero, but. Like you guys, I'm really concerned because obviously the defense has to be given the game ball. As a whole, I'd give the game ball to the defense. But you can't rely on your defense every week, and you're certainly not going to win if you can only score 14 points. And 
as you know, seven of those points are one, we're on a pick six. So um, my, my concern is Nate Johnson looked really tentative and like he lacked confidence today. And he did not look – he looked better to me in the previous weeks, and I'm not sure that – I know UCLA's defense is good, but I don't think they're as good for Nate to perform as poorly as he did today. And I'm just scratching my head like you guys as to why Cam Rising – is not playing, and uh, do you guys know anything about Keefe as well? No, they're still. So I mean, thank you, Sean. Oh, no, they're still yeah. not giving you. They're not giving any. Like, I mean, are you going to get something from Kyle? The answer is no. no. And we got a little <laughs> bit too much last week from Nate Johnson, right? When we chatted with him, and 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 that was, you know, I think that they they prob- they had a much easier decision last week to make than this week, right? Last week it was, hey, you're playing Weber State, and you're still not there, and and I think that. The reality is, is when you're told in that week early on, because that's what happened to Nate Johnson. He was told early on in the week he was going to be the guy, and they tried to keep that and bottle it up. This week, it was just like, no, he is close. He is very close. Not only that, he's getting more the most practice reps, and you don't, you don't, you don't joke about that. You're yeah. doing that to get your guy ready. And I just, you know, whatever the feeling was, not about just waking up, but maybe the doctor goes, I still can't sign off all the way because it was between him and the surgeon, right? Yep. Let's talk to the surgeon. And be like, hey, listen. Just give us a timeline so that we can understand what's I mean, going on you, here. You heard Kyle; he talked about it. And I know you, I, you guys. We've all played the clip on our on the shows. Like Kyle's, like you're not going to know until he the ball's hiked. You're not going to know who's going to be out there. Like yeah. that's what Kyle's the doing. NBK, it, got, it got to be a little bit more of a kangaroo court this week than I think than we uh, even realized. As much as they were trying to keep it under wraps, and we thought that maybe we had we were thinking Cam was going to get the start. The reality is, is it's not a season-ending thing. It's still not – I mean, now it's become a little bit of a – your fans get impatient, right? right? They start to go, I know this guy's hurt, but this stinks, right? And at some point you are going to play your Oregon States and your Washington States and your – or no, not Washington State, your Oregon State, uh, Oregon. You know, you're going to have to go to USC. You're on the road to Washington. You're on the road in Seattle. I yeah. mean, that is that – is, these are games – You're going to need you, Cam. And you can't, like UCLA is not there yet with Dante Moore either. Thank, thank the heavens, right? And so that was a big benefit today, too. That opens up a phone line, 801-575-ZONE, 801-575-9663. It felt like, you know, they, they get that first touchdown early, and, and then it was 7-0, 7-0. And it, it, all of a sudden, we hit the second quarter. And, and finally, in that last, he finally, they get a little drive going, a little bit of a rhythm for, for Nate Johnson. Uh, as that as that uh, second quarter uh, first half is coming to an end, but it felt like it started feeling like there that in that second quarter, like if they can get one more score, like this game is probably it felt like it was over. That's how good that defense was playing. Yeah, yeah it, it was lights out. Like, you just needed it, one it, more it's, score. It's lights out. I, I can't get this out of my mind. I'm going to go backwards on a second. You don't practice a full you as a player when you're taking reps with the ones as a player. You, you there's ones and twos and person who's the quarterback is taking all the ones reps there's twos that get a little bit of it if cam genuinely is taking all the ones reps and he does it all week and then doesn't roll out like that's for me i'm not a i'm not conspiracy theorist i'm not going to do all of that but that just sounds and doesn't doesn't resonate with me. That doesn't jive well. Like you think it's a little bit of a little bit of horse bs no i'm just saying like the fact that no i'm not the horse bs i think there might be something more if he's taking reps yeah. all week and he's playing and you're planting and you can't go out for showtime. Like I've been there. I've been in that situation. I remember in, uh, 
This was 2000. Like you, th- you uh, think this, uh, as far as him coming back, maybe a little more serious. Yeah, I like think it's more might... serious. Okay. I, listen, in 2010, we played BYU at home. Uh, we blocked a field goal to win. Um, I was injured. I was pulling like a Jaquindon Jackson. Like my leg hurt. I think I tore something, but I was like, it's the team from down south. It's the last game of the year. We just lost to TCU. Season's over. Who cares about BYU? But, like, I had to play. And then about midway through, like, my leg was torched. I could feel it. I couldn't plant. I couldn't move. And as a DN or a quarterback, and you're trying to be explosive, and you can't move, um, the fact that he's like, I'm doing all week's uh, reps in practice, guess what? As a quarterback, you're just – you're clapping – you're taking, you're doing throws. You're not running full, full speed. You're not running around. You're you're playing at like eighty percent. So I'm like, I, I guess I just this is going to be the great mystery of, and we'll all find out the end of the story because the weeks will dictate when he's going to be out yeah. there. But if it's something more, like, can we get notified or just well, like, like <laughs> as if it's because if he's, I just I know how serious ACL injuries are. I know how serious it is to to rehab a quad and have your hamstring be rehabbed at the same time cuz it's 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 not perfect science. Not everybody's body responds. There's been plenty of athletes that went under the knife and they're never the same type of person. Bless his heart, Jordan Wynn, love the kid to death, but he was never the same quarterback after his shoulder surgeries. Uh same with Brian Johnson. So I just I hope it's not more serious. I know we're going to dig into it because without Cam rising this year and we're forgetting that there's been other injuries aside from Connor O'Toole and Van Fillinger being out today. We haven't even talked. No one, know, no one Mekhi, has been talking Mekhi, about Mekhi no, Bernard's not around. And no one's no, talking we, one second about, about Brant Keithy now at all either. Right. Yeah. We don't even hear about Brant anymore. Yeah. So you don't hear no. about, you don't hear about Brant. So does he make it back in this year? It's like I, it, to, to Sean's point, defense, the defense is going to – you should be thrilled as punch that you are in the position that you are, that you're 4-0, uh, but the only way to the promised land is is with a healthy cam rising. Grant Keithy there in three weeks, two weeks. Kai Bernard is likely you won't ever see him this whole year, which is a major bummer. I just I, – I, I'm sorry I sound redundant. I've never seen anything like this in your first four games of a season. Usually triage is like after week five, the – the buy couldn't come soon enough. Like you don't have your personnel and you're piecing together wins. I think that's kind of the storyline, the spectacular part of what's gone on in the first five weeks. Well, they, so they, they obviously there's a few guys that are still out. They got a couple more back. Uh, Junior Tafuna looked a little bit better. I don't know. He, I don't know. I don't think he's a hundred percent. But the thing is, have we have we seen their best? Is this going to be their best performance? Because they still got more. They didn't have uh, Van Fillinger. Uh, they didn't have uh, Connor O'Toole. Like, there's still some guys that are that are, uh, are are yet to come back. Where this team could be even even nastier. Well, that's where you're like, you got a Joan Ellis. You're getting the hot hand. You're getting extra performance from a guy who's been a two last year against Florida. He had some missed tackles. He's a heck of a kid. He's a workhorse. Obviously, Luther is a baller. But um, you know, you, you look at the opportunities for people. Those that are on the field are the, those ones taking advantage of it. And, man, I, I, I'm i actually, as I'm thinking through all this live with you, I'm stoked about the season. I was way down on the Florida game because you're like, ah, oh, Florida. But guess what? That second it's half was rough to watch. the same defense yeah. that's hung you in games. You just need an offense. Sounds like a, a, a redundant story. But, man, it's it's been a great start. And um, 
cavalry can't come uh, cavalry can't come soon enough but this is going to be the old mystery and i'm sure you guys are going to have fun talking about the same things and looking for some detail or listen to the voice of kyle how he sounds so certain because he's sounded certain for two weeks that cam Risen's playing that's why i say it does it's not adding up well now it's what's interesting now is is that whatever you thought the season was going to start out as utah fans had in their head yeah maybe that first game no no not the first game no there's no way second game though maybe but people always had in their mind whatever that UCLA game, though, that's that was really on people's. That was on the map for people. Where it was like, if he's going to, if you are keeping him out to make sure that he's still right all the way, conference play is where the, everybody had this game circled. Like, yeah, if it's, it, it's, I did as well. It was the one where everybody goes, that's the one where he's going to be back if we don't see him and to not see him today. Massive bummer for Utah fans, and I know that that's the part where you go, they're really. I mean, the, the drop off from a, a leader like Cam to Nate Johnson. It's not like a talent thing necessarily right now. It's just a pure experience and knowing the offense, right? And then Andy Ludwig feeling comfortable enough to call the types of plays that he does when a guy who's as comfortable as Cam Rising is is in the game. Well, we're going to hear from the from the players, and we'll also hear from Kyle Whittingham on the other side. We'll take a quick break. Uh, you're listening to the to the Ute Post Game Show here with Lloyd Cole, Christian Cox, and Alex Carey uh, right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. This is the Ute Pregame Show, presented by Science Bank on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. He will try to be the first true freshman quarterback to win here since 2016. His first throw is intercepted. It's going the other way. Karene Reed, what a start. Third and three. Moore feels it. Down he goes. Jonah Ellis has been rapping on the door all first half long. He got home this time. The 79th straight sellout here surrounding young Dante Moore. He's drilled again. Utah's defense absolutely swarmed all day long. Fucky this time. All right, welcome on back to the U Post Game Show. Utah, they uh, knock off uh, UCLA 14-7. to uh, You heard those highlights. Of course, uh, you heard Kareem Reed's pick six, pick six, which started it off. Uh, you heard a couple sacks on there, and it was, uh, it was a defensive show for for the Utes. They uh absolutely dominated. Again, yeah. you're going to be hearing from uh from Kyle Whittingham here coming up soon. Uh you'll also hear from the players, but if you want to call in, react 801575 zone 801575 and I mean, that's 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 the story. I mean, it was yeah, uh, Utah's defense. I'll put a finer point on what Christian's been uh touting with Jonah Ellis. He's your he's going to be your Pac-12 defensive player of the week. It's just it's going to you might you might have some competition with Kareni Reed. But that stat line doesn't happen that often at any level, really. And I can't imagine it would go, it would be going to anybody else except for basically that this this defense won the entire game for Utah. So I think that I think that you're, you're going to be the Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Week. I mean, is that crazy to no, think there's no there's it can't I, be anybody else? No, I love that yeah. take. I don't think there's I don't think you see that stat line really ever. Like and by the said. way, he was the MVP uh, defensively, anyways, in that Florida game too. Like. 
It was, yeah, he, it was, he's it was been Jonah together his first, his first four games. He didn't have a lot of tackles last week. He had two. Uh, again, it was the situational football and then trying to throw the ball. And he pinned his ears back and made it happen. I, I just love that he was, he was mixing up his rushes. He's going from inside move to spin move to, you know, he'd set up a speed to bull rush and he'd bull rush and shift. He, he's, he's following his father's footsteps, uh, playing defensive tackle and, you know, getting into the trenches and talking about that. That's not sexy for people. And it's hard to even follow on radio unless you can see it, but football and defensive ends or linebackers, it's all about playing ball in a, in a little phone book, a phone booth. It's within your one. It's all about playing on a half man and, and being uh, subtle in your movement. And he's got it. You have to have just a little bit of a shake, not a, not big movements, not like basketball where you have a giant crossover it's just all about your one-two and, and moving around people. But listen, I, I think you're right. Kareni Reed, um, having him back was huge. Massive. Think, think about the layers, right? You have to have edge rushers. You got to have guys you can win with just four. You then have your Mac linebacker, your guy that you got to rely on. So in the past, you know that's the Jared Norris's, the Cody Bartons, Lander Bartons having a heck of a year. And then you go back one level. You got your Cole Bishops. Yep. Cole Bishop has been awesome all year. And when you have your strengths and pillars on each one of those levels and you had lockdown corners, you're in for a, well, a, a great defense. So look, at, look too, and I think this probably, when you look at the stats and you have your, all your leading tacklers are those front seven, <laughs> yeah. then, then Cole Bishop doesn't have to have a day, right? When, you, when, when that ball, when UCLA has seven points and they're, and they're doing the same thing that Utah did, they're like, all right, we're not going to keep asking – we're not going to keep asking Dante Moore to throw the ball. He's terrible at it right now. We can't find anybody. So then you don't have you don't have Cole Bishop making all those plays in the secondary. You have a day like Jonah Ellis had, like Kareni Reed and the other linebackers. I mean, I mean you got to love that when you have ten tackles for Jonah Ellis. You don't see a DN with ten tackles very often at all. I mean, that's not no. a stat that you see. Aside from the sack, the multiple sacks and the TFLs, I mean, you like to get multiple total tackles and five solos that's a that's a massive day for a kid but again you want your linebackers kind of lead the team usually in those types of stat lines and they're right there dns and linebackers all with all kind of the the, the most contributions uh Sione Vaki, the only, uh, I think, uh, exception to that, he's one of the DBs that had nine tackles. And, and Karenia is just a natural leader. Like, when you get your leaders on the field, it's just, it's different. And I think that's where everyone's, you know, licking their chops and salivating for when Cam is going to be back. Because it's like, okay. No, he's their defensive QB. He, he, like, having him just is, like, is huge. Oh, but, and Karenia getting that, you know, concussion in the Florida game, um, not having Junior Tafuna, having him back. Samote <laughs> Peppa is another, a, another good add. Like you said, you don't have to have amazing performances from the corners. They, he threw it 35 times and only completed 15. Um, you're great on third down again, but it, it's just nice to get those guys back. And Cole Bishop, for the first time in a while, I think he only had two tackles and one pass deflection. He didn't have to have an all-world game, but just like uh, Alex said, that it, it just – it wasn't necessary because the front seven was dominating. Yeah. And that's 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 one of the key pillars, the six uh, pillars of success for Utah football. Well, let's hear from from uh, the University of Utah's head football coach, Kyle Whittingham. Uh, he uh, was at the podium after this 14-7 win over UCLA. I thought we did a lot of good things today. Yeah, it wasn't, I wouldn't call it a dominant performance or, or our best football, but... but um, did a lot of good things on offense, uh, a lot of production, um, made a bunch of first downs, and and uh, we were good on third down, 
decent on third down. Uh, ran the ball okay. Um, you know, just what we should have done on offense, we did. Uh, defensively, I thought we, we played exceptionally well. Uh, you know, 127 yards is all. That's got to be one of the lowest totals in recent uh, memory. Um, so one touchdown, seven points. So, so uh, good stuff going on. Uh, special teams, we had some some issues. Our kickoff coverage unit was hor- horrendous. We we got to get that addressed. Uh, we botched a field goal attempt there at the end of the first half, and so definitely have some things to work on. But but uh, you know, one fourth of the way through the season, we're sitting ideally as far as where we hope to be. Three and zero. Obviously, we got conference play from here on out and uh, starting with the Bruins next Saturday and so we've got to get better um, we've got to get healthy and we got uh, 15 or 16 guys that can really help us win that are not available we got to start getting them back and we lost some more today and so so that's been uh, yeah. all right there was a uh, moving on let's uh, let's talk more about about this Utah defense I think we had some old uh, old wit there We'll double check that. It's, nice. it's always nice to hear I was like, Wait voice. A I was trying yeah, to no, but nice. I was also like trying to read his like okay, because like, I'm, I'm going, going off of the Christians like we gotta listen to his tone here, which always sounds the same, but maybe because you've spoken the Kyle language before, like you hear the intonation is different. So I'm over here like, like this with yeah, my headset on going. It's just mm. a good game. I was, like, hear this guy. I was like, I'm actually way more excited about this game than <laughs> I, I guess. UCLA, I'm all three and oh, don't sell yourself short. I think you'd open with how about that defense? So We'll get out to him here in a second. I, but. Do, I do wonder, though, too, Christian, one thing in this game that was so anticipated and, and something that Chip Kelly, I've I've really liked. I, I never liked Chip Kelly at Oregon. Um, I thought that he was premature going to the NFL, and, and it kind of played out in a shortish career, you know, there. And then when he came to UCLA, he had a little bit of that NFL-ish attitude. I didn't give him enough credit, and it's taken a while, but this UCLA team, this is also why you should feel okay about it. This is not a UCLA team that Utah normally would have beaten 49-0, to I think, that we've seen in years past. Kyle has always had UCLA's number until last year, right? And so Chip Kelly finally gets one back from him. Chip Kelly respects the heck out of Coach Whittingham. I think this might be his favorite program in the Pac-12 besides his own because he knows how good they are. He loves what Cam Rising does. And, and I've seen him with this team just come a really, really long way. And this is a ranked UCLA team. This is not some bum Hey, we we got this. Uh, we got UCLA when they're down. Type of a win for Utah. Not at all. It, it, this is a this is as good of a UCLA team as you've seen in a decade in Westwood, and so they probably should be even more excited because of that. And by the way, Dante Moore's a five star kid. He's supposed to be the future. Maybe they're asking him to do it a little bit early, but uh, it's a bad defense to go up against to try to you know kind of earn your stripes, I guess. Yeah, I think listen, humility is a, is a wonderful pill, and sometimes you have to go to other levels to go experience that. And so going to the NFL was very humbling. Obviously, I I played against Chip Kelly in two thousand nine, uh, two thousand ten. They went to the national championship and lost to Cam uh, Cam Newton in Auburn that year. Um, and was at the pinnacle, uh, but this UCLA team is is actually manufactured very differently than the Oregon teams. It's a very stout defense, a great defensive line. He's got a culture that he's built. He, he really has. And um, Carson Steele is you know a tough running back uh, for UCLA. He only had 11 carries, 29 yards. Uh, the team UCLA rushing was 0.3 per per carry. <laughs> which is crazy. Again, it's almost the same stat as Florida. Um, you know, as the, these games mirror each other. Um, the, the the receiving, there was a, a big touchdown late, which is 
you get you give those up, you get it. Um, but overall, as you look at holding him to third down, this is a key stat we talked about um, in the in the pregame and also this week. Utah is ranked second in the country in third down conversion and holding teams to a percentage that is astronomically low. Do you want to know what it is? Uh, I'll take a wild guess and say three for sixteen. It's uh, uh, it's on the year though. Oh, on the year. year. Well, let's go. Let's go. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go eleven. For sixty-one. Okay, so you might be looking, but it's twenty percent total. But it was, uh, it was something like it was sixty. But we'd have to do the math with they had seventeen attempts. UCLA was three for seventeen on third down. So again, you're causing turnovers, you're getting interceptions and turning them into to actual points. You hold the you hold the opponent to nine total rushing yards, and you hold them to two hundred and forty total yards, and you get out on third down. That's how you win football games. Utah only had 13 uh, first downs themselves, you know, clock uh, clock possession well in Utah's favor. Utah had 34 minutes compared to the 25 for UCLA. But there's a there's a key stat that Kyle likes to look at, and one of them is did you win the fourth quarter? And uh, guess what? You didn't. But your defense had played so well all year, I mean all game, that, you know, you gave up that last that last touchdown it's eerily similar to the Florida game. The Florida game, you had scored 17 points in the first half. Utah was up 14-0. to zero. Goose eggs in quarter three and four uh, going into to end the game. So uh, a, a game that I'm sure they're, they're stoked about. We'll, we'll get out to Whitstown here in a second. But I just – I don't think I've seen this. Yeah. Where you no- hold two power five rushing offenses who the prior year uh, – you remember Zach Charbonnet last year? Oh, yeah. Ran all over Utah. I mean, and he's an I NFL guy now. And DTR <laughs> ran all over him, threw right. all over him. And I'm, the O-line won the battle last year, too. They yeah. pe- they pushed that that uh, Utah defensive line around. They did, and the same was for Florida. If you remember the road game on the road uh, on the road at Florida. Anthony Richardson, they, obviously, tough they, to They gave up 190 yards rushing. Jeez. Against Florida this year, they gave up .5. Uh, last year, we got to go dig through the stats, 200 yards rushing or 150-plus. Um and they gave up .2 rushing yards. So I just – listen, I've seen a lot of great defenses. I've watched a lot of great defenses. These aren't against FCS schools, Mountain West schools, nothing against Mountain West schools, but that's world-class as, as I look at it, holding uh, UCLA's rushing to two yard, .2 per carry. Per carry, .2 per carry. I feel like Lloyd could do that. Yeah, maybe. Lloyd, could we get you in there? Lloyd, I think I could. You know what? I, I, I think I could. Shoulder I might pads? be able to. Some uh, of these guys try to get too nifty. You just got to fall forward. Man. Yeah, just come go on. forward. So uh, let's actually start. We're, instead of wit, we're actually going to start with the players. Uh, you're going to hear from Nate Johnson, uh, Jalen Glover, uh, Karini Reed, and Tanu Vasa. You'll hear that right now. Who uh, The players are up at the podium. Nate, what was working, what wasn't working, and just what has to happen here on a short week to get better? Uh, man. <laughs> Just, I mean, everything, I think, I feel like everything was just fine. It's just we just kept shooting ourselves in the foot on a certain number of drives. I mean, we, again, just got to clean up a lot of things on offense. Granny, you get the first play of the game. I mean, how important was it for you for the defense and just the emotions of the game to be able to kind of do that for your team? Yeah, I feel like it was huge. Uh, gave us momentum quick in the game. And so we were able to get them uh, on their heels and, and just kept our foot on the gas pedal since then. Uh, man, I, I would say it's it's the top defense I've been a part of because of the depth. 
Um, talent's always been here, but the depth is, has been crazy. So let's say this year. Karate, Dante Moore is a, a freshman quarterback on the road for the first time, first Pac-12 team in this environment. Do you think that you guys kind of got to him a lot and got in his head and maybe he was thinking too much about it? Uh, I, I would give him credit. It's a tough place to play, like you said, um, against a defense that has a lot of older players, I would say. And so credit to him, but... That's, yeah, that's a rough place to, to play and a defense to play against. Neither one of you two players, you know, they, they get the touchdown finally in there at the end of the game, but you guys have that final stand. I mean, what, how, what was the kind of the message, or was there a message to each other just going to say this is where it stops or what? Uh, I think personally, we came out we, when we went into halftime. Um, the mindset was just to keep the, the our foot on the gas. It was we've been playing our game, and, and there wasn't much correction at the halftime. And so once we came off after that score, it was the same mindset. It was play great football, play great technique, hustle to the ball, play our culture, and, and just be great. Jalen, I mean, Jaquindon gets a little banged up. You're kind of forced to kind of fill the whole role. How do you feel like the run game's going, and where do you feel like your game's at right now? Uh, honestly, uh, we we got much to improve on, but um, I feel like as week by week, I have the utmost faith in the guys in front of me, um, and I love them to death. So uh, it's going to continue to get better week by week. Uh, I'm definitely not at my peak. I want to continue to get better, but offensively, we're going to continue to get better. I believe and trust that we're going to do so, and uh, we're going to go keep going one and zero every week. Hey, regardless of what has to improve here, for you personally, now having started twice and then the fourth quarter of the Baylor game, are, are things starting to slow down? Are things starting to get easier with each passing week? Uh, yeah, I mean, again, just uh, got to clean up some things on offense. I mean, I trust in our offense. I mean, I feel like we're just fine. I mean, we're running the ball well, throwing the ball well. I mean, just certain drives we got to clean up on and really just got to, again, just worry about Oregon State next week. Got to go 1-0. Nate, with... UCLA's defense, they're were, they were getting to you really quickly. I mean, how, how were you trying to kind of stop that, or what were you kind of trying to do to kind of give yourself some time? And... Uh, yeah, credit to them. They got a really good defense. I mean, you know, just they got really good speed DNs, you know, 15, 4. Uh, their mic was really good as well. I mean, really just uh, got to gotta strain a little longer on the protection and really just, uh, you know, having the second dimension of trying to extend the play. I mean, unfortunately, some of those were some bad looks, but um, really just credit to them. They got a really good defense. I mean, Again, we scored seven points, so we just, again, got to clean up things on offense. Jorane and Keanu back here. Um, you guys, I mean, I just want to ask you about the seven stacks. What were you seeing out there? Was it something that UCLA was doing, or was it just the fact that you guys are who you are and your ability to fly around? Uh, the D-line's been working, and it seems like they're getting better every week. And so I wouldn't say necessarily it's something that we saw, but more more technique. Um, these guys made it real easy for us to fly around and doesn't make it doesn't take much skill to uh, run around and make tackles unblocked, and that's that's credit to the D line. I think it was just big emphasis as well this week was working more fluid as a defensive line. We recognize that our edge rushers are going to be able to get there, and in the middle is to push the pocket so that we're all collapsing it together. Um, just the focus of becoming a suffocating defense is, is really the goal. There you go. That was uh, you heard from uh, Nate Johnson, uh, Jalen. Jalen Glover, uh, Karini Reed, and uh, and Tanu Vasa there, uh, and like I said, uh, you know, come, coming off a, a big a big win for for Utah uh, as they as they knock off uh, uh, UCLA fourteen to seven, and and Nate Johnson's you know he took some he took some lumps. Yeah, you it's, know, it's, you know, it's interesting is I was thinking about this because you know, BYU in their first game of the year played Sam Houston scored fourteen points right. Yeah, but they shut out <laughs> Sam Houston. So the defense is in the locker room going, 
high fives. All they, they're all bumping fists. And then what did Kalani say? There's a bunch of long faces in the in the locker room on that offensive side of things. And I'm wondering if that's the same feeling, or if if that even does happen. You have kind of a when you win a game, is everybody just excited about it in the locker room? I don't know because they probably have the same anxiety that you were describing, Christian. Where it's like, hey man, obviously we didn't feel like we got things going. And we got the win, and the defense played freaking lights out. They did their job. But the offense has to be looking around going, offensive line goes, we give up four sacks and 11 TFLs. And and they have to be looking around saying, I don't, we don't really know what our identity is because we don't have our leader right now. So is there kind of a, would there be a split locker room in that sense where the offense is sad because they didn't perform and they had to get bailed out by the defense? Because that's what, I mean, that's exactly what happened. Listen, that's been a common theme in the old Utah locker rooms for the last like 25 years. There's been some breakout seasons like the Fiesta Bowl year where the offense was just booming and the defense was legit. It was complimentary football. Oh, eight, there was times that the offense, we just knew that the offensive guys would come through. Brian Johnson was just when the lights were brightest and it was the hardest situations, he just had a way to deal to, to make it happen. That 2019 year of, of Utah felt like the most balanced that Utah it, team has had yep. offensively so, and defensively. T- Tyler Huntley, um, right. obviously, you know, with Zach Moss and um, you looked at the defense with, with Cody Barton and the rest of the gang. And, um, was that the year they, they didn't have him in the in the uh, Pac-12 championship game? They didn't have uh, Tyler in the Pac-12 championship they, went, they had they, to have Jason Shelley come in. Is that the that, same year? No, that was – well, he played the following year, actually. That was 2018 that Jason Shelley was – I'm just thinking which right. year was that there was – 2019, they were great. They, they ranked, were great. They, they ranked, got shut they out ranked, by Oregon. They were ranked, ranked six. They were ranked six and goes back to my conspiracy on – they played on grass in, in, uh, in San Francisco and they lost. Yeah. Go look at – I'm telling you right now. Go look at all the losses and it's all on grass. You, you I'm hate telling that you, grass, don't you? I don't like it. That, Utah oh, does, the foil hat fit though, right? When you put it on, though, I was impressed that you got the foil hat <laughs> on. Utah, <laughs> immediately. I'm, I'm saying, go look at it. I'm just telling you right now. I, there's a reason. There's a method to my madness. But Everybody else is going. We got to get more grass in here. Christian's like, get rid of all the no, grass. No, turf, turf, <laughs> turf, speed, torque. You can oh, make tackles. Goodness. It's it's a, it, it balances the game out. I'm not kidding. What about the offense uh, the, has the, offense has advantages oh, everywhere here? But what about the abuse that it has on the uh, I bet you Aaron Rodgers doesn't like it. You hate, he would, he listen, you hate the player grass. safety, don't you? I knew I, it. Listen, he I, hates I, it. I don't hate player safety. I'm the one who got player safety out of the NFL because I got I bulged a disc and got hit illegally. But I, listen, I, I, it's, I don't know what, what the answer is. Is grass better? Is turf better? All I know is a defender, it's easier to cut and bend on grassy turf. There's angles that you can take. Um, offense has advantages on every part of the game. Uh, with play calls, with counts, and the way they've kind of limited the game a little bit for for player safety in a good way, um, but you know, I, I'm go look at the. I want someone to to tweet us on Twitter to be like, okay, let's go look at all of the Utah losses, and you'll see a common theme. Majority of them are on grass. That's now, all. Now I'm going to be really. I wasn't paying as much attention to that, but now that's all I'm going to see. I just, I'm just I'm go. Someone go pull up the last five years and go look at. Oh, I'm grass wins status, versus, I'm sure. It's like the it's like the worst collective bargaining agreement meeting when Christian comes in and goes, "Let me say something." Puts a big old thing of like fake turf on there and goes, "This." Saves defenders' careers because it lets you torque. Yeah, it lets you bend. <laughs> it, lets it lets you, lets you, bend you get sacks. It lets you play like you did today. It gives it. It's guys uh, are crutching in. Christian's speed. going. <laughs> you you actually have speed everywhere. I love yeah. it. But anyway, sorry, well, I'm off topic. Well, no, I, the, today I, I was trying to I was trying to figure out too because you're listening to the players and, and Nate Johnson. We talk to every week now and and. 
He's so smart, and he's so he does all of if, his homework. By the way, if you're not listening to that interview weekly, he's you so need good. To tune in. He's, he's so good. He's good, and 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 he's so young too yeah. to be so he's good. Super articulate. And I think yep. that I think the real the, the reality is is when he describes stuff, you're going, this guy is a student of the game. He's a he's a really good football player, but he just he does all of his homework too. So he fell ready for that game, um, and I just. I don't think he was given all the opportunities to totally get ready for this game, even as much as he was given in the Weber State game when he was told pretty early on that he was going to be the guy. Because he, because of the up and down of not knowing that if Cam Rising is going to be starting or you is want he not Cam going in. to be starting. You want Cam starting. in, but at some point Absolutely. during the week, they have to make that decision and go, we're not doing our guy a favor, and our offense is going to sputter here because we're not giving this guy every opportunity. And And Andy Ludwig is looking around going, well, I've been shorted on this because I gotta get the I gotta get this guy in there, and he's had I less know. of how a week. How do you do this though? How, how do you how do you do this? Like because the, there's no doubt about it that Utah is better when they have Cam Rising, but I mean, how do you balance that having having one quarterback ready more a little bit more ready or it, the other? It, it's it's you can't. Uh, they're really just trying to have Cam see if he healthy. Like they're trying to get him snaps so he doesn't look so rusty. But let me just break it down for you. Game plan, they're going to break down this film. GAs are going to be there all tonight. They'll probably get through it tonight. They'll actually do packaging tomorrow. Monday, they're installing. So Monday is Monday is a cerebral day. It's a recovery day for players. You're starting to get a good sense of the of the, the next week's game plan. You're just trying to get your body back in order. It's like a more of a like, oh, I feel horrible about film, and you really dive deep into the film on Monday, and then you have to go run and do gassers and things like that. Tuesday and Wednesday are critical days. Tuesday and Wednesday are just full-fledged, full pads almost. It's hitting. It's it's real install. It's fundamentals where there's been some misses during the game. They're like, okay, we have to go do two periods on. Like last year, they had tackling issues. So they probably did two periods of tackling almost every Tuesday. Uh, and this year, they're tackling extremely well. Um, but offensively, you you got to install with – the right quarterback and if it's not the number one guy it's just it's it's confusing and it's it's hard to dictate and um is a is a player who is always you know like i knew when i was a starter i knew when i was on the two deep and i'd get in i knew i needed to make my plays but tuesday wednesday is where you're really you're baking the plan thursday's a a walkthrough day you're just making sure you're just really sharpening and 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 making sure everything's the the game plan's polished and done Friday, it's 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 really you have two days, and then all in between is, is film and cerebral. So, I, I think if if genuinely Nate Johnson didn't get a lot of reps, maybe. But I also don't want to give him an out right. because I've seen him play extremely well, and I've only seen it in one quarter. The rest of his body of work has been sloppy with the football, not throwing well, good with his feet, super articulate, but can't run the full playbook. That's why they went Bryson Barnes. But you, you're going with the guy that has the most upside him get you wins. He's got you wins. But really, yeah. going into next week, if Cam's really out, let's just give him the reps and let's just go with the guy until Cam's like, okay, I I actually probably can play. And, and you heard my, my take on this this, uh, this morning, Lloyd, is if you can get by Oregon State and it's really Nate, you don't need Cam until um, USC on the road. 
Well, real quick, final thoughts on this one from uh, from both of you guys as we get ready to wrap this thing. Uh, you'll have the, you'll have the BYU uh, the Cougar post game show coming up on the other side. Uh, final thoughts on this one as as you know Utah gets a gr- a, a great win against uh, a tough you know defense in UCLA. I mean, the, Utah's defense was unbelievable uh, in this win over UCLA. But what's your guys' final thoughts on this one as they get ready to head into into a game against Oregon State, who, yeah. by the way, is losing to Washington State 20-7 uh, to 7 right now? Uh, it's a, it's Yeah, and they're about to – Washington State's about to score on the TV right here. On this, Oregon on this State season. looking ahead to Utah? Uh, no. <laughs> I this can't is, imagine This they is are. Washington State at home going, we have one shot here. We have to – we absolutely have to punch these guys in the mouth because Oregon State is is – is getting more respect than Washington State gets. People had already kind of cast aside Washington State, and they're at home, so I think it's it's, it's interesting. And they beat Wisconsin on, at home, right. too. It's not like Washington. It's not like Washington State they hasn't faked good it. teams, right? They haven't faked it, and I think that uh, it was a, that was uh, Christian Hilborn. He's a Highland kid, plays uh, O line for uh, for Wazoo. I, I look at this too, and I go, "Hey, you're four zero. I'm looking at the standings right now in 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 the uh, in the Pac-12. Okay, and guess who at the top? Yoo-hoo. Oregon, Utah, USC, right? Yep. And you stay right there. Like it's not going to move. At least you're not going to see. Uh, uh, you're not going to see Oregon and Utah move right now. They both won. I don't care if you beat Colorado by a kajillion points. Colorado's not that good. Uh, UCLA is better than Colorado. So who had a better win today? The Utes did. Right. It looked really sexy with Bo Nix throwing uh, 400 yards in the first half and, and scoring 35 points. And people are longing for those for those moments right now. You are at the absolute top of this conference that is beyond stacked because the 10th ranked team, the 11th ranked team, the 5th ranked team, the 14th ranked team, the 8th ranked team, the 21st ranked team, 19th and 22nd are all hanging out in this in this table. And the Utes are right up there at the top tied for first. That's it. That's all that matters. That's the only thing that matters today. You get on to tomorrow. You can get pissed about whether or not the offense – look – if you look at the, how many points they've scored this year, it doesn't look good compared to the rest of the conference. De- yeah, definitely. No matter. Right. No but, matter. But to to Utah's credit, they they didn't play NC whatever so and so and you know Coastal Ooh, Carolina. That's going to be the university I start. NC right? so and so. That's all that they've got now. It's they like, have everything it's else. Something. I'm just saying, like they yeah. they played. I think we're. I I was a little down on the Florida win. The Florida win looks a lot better. Um, if you look at all the success at the top of the Pac-12, what is the common theme? Caleb Williams, Bo Nix, Penix Jr., Ward, who's dealing from Washington State. The only path and the only way Utah's going to have a successful and special season is resting on the leg of a player who looks like and sounds like he's healthy and at the last minute is not. And so I think that's going to be the great mystery going into this week, just like it's been the last five but overall, a huge win. The defense is the same defense. That same defense played against Florida, played against UCLA. Lights out. 11 TFLs, two turnovers, seven sacks, 10 tackles, three and a half sacks by Joan Ellis, a special day. And uh, the, the the stadium was rocking, even though it was an ugly game. You get a W. At the end of the day, when you get Ws, that's all you need, and you move on. Survive in advance is the theme here. All right, that'll do it for the Ute Post Game Show here. Lloyd Cole, Christian Cox, and of course Alex Carey. You'll have you'll hear the uh, the Cougar Post Game Show coming up next, uh, right here on ninety seven five the KSL Sports Zone.